0: glad you could join us for episode 104 of sci-fi tv rewatch my name is dave and i'm joined as always by my co-host wayne and you know even though we're not going to cover season two in depth wayne i'm getting really psyched to see what happens in the second season especially with some of the cast additions that i've i've known about for a while and i'm sure we'll continue to talk about dark angel to some degree i mean come on ashley scott joins the cast
1: Right. You got to talk about that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So So I was really excited about Jensen Ackles and it was an awesome episode, but then he got killed. So it was like, you know, kind of bittersweet.
0: Is this really 104? It is 104. Wow. And the comment you made about Jensen Ackles kind of means that you didn't read all of the posts on the Facebook page. Uh, And I'll, I'll just leave it at that all right well anyway we Hmm. we continue our discussion tonight of james cameron's cyberpunk series dark angel starring jessica alba and michael weatherly as the writers continue to keep us off balance reminding us that max is not the only x5 seeking a normal life
1: yeah and i think this is where you know kind of splitting up dark angel with doing um lost girl in between there now like Characters appear like Tinga, and I have I can't really remember who they were, so I have to go back and do some research to figure out who this person was in the first place.
0: Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi rewatch at gmail.com. The website, sci-fi tv rewatch dot com, so you can get us there. Now it's gonna direct you back to the fatalist at Podbean, but all you need to do is remember sci-fi tv rewatch dot com and you'll find us. You can leave a voicemail via the Speak Pipe tab. You can record your own audio clips, send the MP3 as an attachment, or just send us a tweet at sci fi TV rewatch. And then hopefully you'll consider joining the Facebook group, sci fi TV rewatch, and join in the discussions. And the only thing, as I've been uh, bemoaning to you, is that iTunes is still having trouble updating the artwork. It's still got the blue artwork with lauren Bo, and dyson so i don't know what's up with that but when you download it to your device it does show the correct brown artwork so all right well you know tonight in keeping with uh taking a look at some of the actors in dark angel we're going to take a look at richard gunn who plays sketch now you know when you look at imdb they name him as calvin sketchy theodore i don't know that we've heard his full name yet at least not that i remember
1: no, and it was a while because at first he was just Calvin, right? Like I think they called him Calvin, and and
0: like the pilot. Gosh, I don't even remember that, but
1: I think so. I I, I
0: can't. No, I'll remember. take your word for it. But uh, but you know the interesting thing is, is I looked there, and he's only got twenty nine credits, but he's in two current shows. He plays Itor Quantic on Hemlock Grove, and you know it's a recurring role, Wait, which is the next- what. Netflix horror mystery. Yeah, I've seen Hemlock Grove. Okay.
1: Like, now
0: now i got to figure out who he is. Yeah, well. Because
1: that name does not ring a bell.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been in six episodes, and it it appears he's going to continue to be on it in a recurring role. And he's also a regular on Granite Flats, and that's described as the 1960s height of the Cold War. The rural town of Granite Flats, Colorado, suddenly becomes a hotbed for mystery and intrigue. And he's he's a regular in that. I mean he's been in all twenty-four episodes of that show. So he's got those both going. He had a small part in the 2015 film Dark Places, starring Charlize Theron and Dre Di Matteo, and you know what she was in most recently.
1: Charlize Theron?
0: No, Dre Di Matteo. She was in uh, Agents no. of Shield. She was the powered person that had the nails. Remember the long nails when, oh, when he broke yeah. them out? Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: right. And she was also in The Sopranos. What kind of
1: messed up power
0: is that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, he's also completed a small indie film called Sympathy Said the Shark, which was released in 2014. And a 2015 film called Gridlocked, with Danny Glover and Saul Rubinek, who obviously we know from Warehouse 13, and that's in post-production. So he's got some stuff going on, and and good for him. He's got two regular roles, and, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. So anyway, why don't we jump into tonight's episode of Dark Angel, which is episode 20 of season one, Hit a Sister Back. And just based on the title – I assumed it was going to have something to do with original Cindy, but it did not at all.
1: It didn't. Not except for she was in like the very first scene. That was it. Right?
0: Exactly. And it was like, this is the,
1: you should I I I know why you like this
0: cuz this was like completely no jampony. I did right? notice that. Yep. Uh written by Mora Kirkland Decker, who also wrote episode nine, Blah, Blah, Woof, Woof, directed by James Whitmore Jr., who is the son of actor James Whitmore. Uh, and he's done a lot. He did 20 episodes of NCIS, six episodes of Buffy, 15 episodes of Quantum Leap. So, you know, he, he's a well known director. And this one aired May 8th. 2001 now you mentioned cindy and she's only in that opening episode and it's the morning before work she's got some homemade exfoliating concoction on her face but more to the point she she was kind of rude to max about max's face well she says her face is clogged up
1: Hired and dull. And I thought that was... Uh, that's probably what we call laying on a bit thick.
0: Yeah. Uh, no pun intended, given what she had on her own face. Uh, yeah, says pun Ma- totally intended, actually. Yeah, yeah, all right. Says Max could use a f- bit of freshening up herself, but that's really just setting us up for Max noticing the missing photo on the side of Cindy's milk carton and recognizes the girl as Tinga, though on the milk carton she's named as Penny Wilson. Right. So... All right. Now, Max calls Tinga's husband to warn him. And, you know, I'm not sure what she expected his reaction to be.
1: Well, okay. So I was under the impression that, I mean, I don't even think they do put people's faces on the milk cartons anymore. Do they?
0: I don't know. I buy the plastic jugs.
1: Right. True. True. <laughs> Uh, so do I. So yeah, I w- wouldn't really know, but um, but was it just basically kids?
0: That's what like, I thought.
1: Like if your wife goes missing, that's not necessarily a missing person thing, as a your wife left you, dude thing. You know? Yeah. Well,
0: this is twenty twenty after the pulse, so who knows? Who knows? Right.
1: Suddenly, but, people aren't leaving their husbands
0: anymore. Right. But you know, Max tells him she's not missing. She's in hiding. Bad people are after him because he advertised the location and just forget about her. And, and and again, I don't know if this is you know, Max's naive nature that she thinks that he's just going to take her at her word, but of course he's not.
1: Right. And so, I mean, this is like, there's very little exposition here. I mean, pretty much you're jumping right into the action uh, right from the start here, which is what I, I really liked how they did that.
0: Right. And I will say I, I did pick up, the kid who looks like he's maybe about five or six, and he's almost completed this complex jigsaw puzzle, apparently by himself. And in fact, his father thinks uh, I don't know what oh, to that say. someone helped him out. Exactly, yeah, like, like,
1: like aunt, someone helped you out. But but yeah, I mean, well, obviously we're meant to see right away that this kid is intelligent, very intelligent. And so we think, oh, well, he you know must have got a little
0: X five in him, right? Yeah, well, he's at least half X five. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing I it's did, a good side. I didn't notice until the rewatch that the puzzle picture is of a castle.
1: No, I did notice that the first and only time that I watched mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, but I didn't, uh, you know, at the time though, you don't know what the significance of that is, right? And obviously, as- I remember thinking it must be significant because, oh, well, I mean, obviously, they showed the kids doing the puzzle, so yeah, the kids are really smart, he inherited the X5. Um, But then they kind of hover on that castle for a little bit. You're like, what's the deal with the castle, right?
0: Right. And, you know, we find out that it's a story that Tinga has been telling Case about a princess being held prisoner in a castle. And then, of course, you know, this opening scene was just really, I I thought, put together beautifully because then we cut to Case's school. He's pulled out of his class, and we're not sure exactly. Usually when the kids get pulled out it's for something bad, but he's pulled out, told he's going to be rewarded for his excellence by having a one-on-one tutor. I want you to meet Donald. And there's Leideker with a lollipop. Not yeah. <laughs> not what we expected yeah. to see.
1: Um, that's actually kind of exactly what I expected to see. Well, Leidecker because, with a lollipop? Or? Well, not with a lollipop, but I figured it going to be Leideker though. Because A, we knew that that the, you know, that guy put himself on the map by publishing Tinga's picture. And then B, uh, we know the kid's exceptional and has X5 stuff. Uh C, we know Lidecker is totally into the reproductive process of the X5s. We've already knew that from before. So, you know, I I just when when he got pulled out, I was like, Well, this this is definitely gonna be you know, Lidecker.
0: Right now, In retrospect, it seems as if Logan's not really in this episode that much. Am I just not remembering it correctly?
1: He is not in it very
0: much. Okay. Which I found unusual, intriguing, and it got me to thinking that it would really be cool if they had some episodes where they focused on some of the other characters. I mean, obviously... Jessica Alba, Michael Weatherly are the focal points of the show, but but still, we see him working on that exoskeleton that he got from last week, and he's on a video chat with. It was
1: Phil. I know you're trying to reach for the name. There we go. And he
0: he, and he's on a video chat with Sebastian. Apparently, needs a new servo controller, which is going to cost him eight to ten grand, which now he doesn't have.
1: Yeah, now he's really pissed about you know burning his family. That and turn up that last check, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and, and be like, damn. Right. And <laughs> again, it's it's almost like, you know, we're, it's great to stand by your ethics. But as Max pointed out, there's a lot of good you could do with that money. And now you're not going to be able to do it. And in fact, Sebastian even says to him that if it can help you walk, isn't it worth going after?
1: Yeah. And we, you know, obviously, I think he's going to find a way to, to get the cash for this uh, the question will be how will he come up with that cash well
0: he'll sell a painting i'm sure as he as he mentions but uh, max yeah. shows up and tells him that tinga has a kid in portland logan she's my sister she'd do the same for me and you know she says i know you're going to tell me it's a bad idea and he says yeah it's a bad idea leidecker's going to be all over it which obviously we know he already is but he knows that she's going anyway and she just asks him for some help which he obviously gives her but then we then see Tinga's husband telling Case the castle bedtime story but he's leaving out details that Case recognizes and i loved it including the anomalies in the basement
1: right and, you know we're there with them. as as they tell the story we realize oh they're describing you know Tinga made up this story of a princess but she's really talking about herself at manticore but yeah that was when he brought up don't forget the anomalies in the basement we're like woo, that was you know creepy well right
0: right. and i guess what i was thinking i in fact i was thinking about you in in that you know obviously you, you you have four children that seems like kind of a scary thing to tell a child before going to bed
1: yeah i usually just make up stories about what things they did when they were little and stuff
0: okay um now granted maybe she didn't make the anomalies seem that scary but she does have them in the basement which is actually where they were right but either way dad doesn't know that part of the story and then case mentions that the princess's name is tinga and he
1: just kind of says it he says the name tinga as he's kind of falling asleep right right and, and then Charlie, because uh, Max had mentioned that name on the phone, right. so he's like, "Wait a second.
0: Yeah, so now he's putting two and two together.
1: So while we're at, we just talk about Charlie really quickly because he looked familiar. I looked at, him, I'm like, "Man, I know I've seen that guy before," and I, I have seen him before, but I I couldn't find the aha type thing that you you know you're like, "Oh yes, oh yes," he was totally that dude that I I know really well. But he was in both *Battlestar Galactica*. And in uh, Blood and Chrome, Battlestar Galactica, Blood and Chrome.
0: Okay, which I I definitely need to do a rewatch of that. But okay, it was yeah. So he he
1: was in Battlestar Galactica. He was Lieutenant Noel Narcho Allison or Narcho.
0: Okay, I don't really remember. It
1: looks like mostly maybe the last season he was in two in the last season, uh, one in the second last season. Well, there's only four seasons, right? Correct. So he was in, looks like he was in two in, episode, in season two, one in season three, and two in season four. Oh, cool. Um, anyway, so I kind of got a memory of him as Lieutenant Jim Kirby in Blood and Chrome, uh, the dude who was like his wife was having a baby, and I think there was some conflict between him and- uh, Adama? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Adama, right, Adama. Um, but I, you know, again, that like you said, that's probably something we just need to go and do a rewatch on. It's easy enough. Yeah. So- um, but he just looked really familiar. He was even in Continuum one time. Now you might know this from Continuum. Uh, hold on. He was uh, Napoli. Gosh. In Revolutions per minute. I don't know if that It nah, well.
0: does not. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you podcast on it, so you know, come on, man. Don't you? Don't you know all the every single uh, character that's ever been on there?
0: I don't. Mike Michael <laughs> does though.
1: So I think basically he just kind of has one of those faces.
0: Well, cool. Um, so anyway, yeah. so
1: yep. Yeah, there's a. Just completely interrupted the pace of the whole podcast. Oh, that, but. Well,
0: but see, I, I I'm always want to know that kind of stuff. You know, it because like you said, you recognize him, he looks familiar, and it just seems like so many of these actors, and maybe because so much of this stuff is filmed in Canada and so many of these actors are Canadian that you know you've seen him somewhere. So Right. All right, well oh, it, he was in that drama too. Really? Oh. He's yeah, Patrius? Yeah, I don't yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. You know, we watch so much TV; it's a it's a wonder we can remember anything.
1: Yes, but, I know. But uh, yeah, well, and he is a Canadian as well. Yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, Max is casing Tinga's home, and immediately observes the manticore flunkies. And, and I think she says something like, "Ah, figures." And she finds that Tinga's returned, leaving Zach in Canada. Though surprisingly, he warned her about this. Well. They plan to grab her husband and son when he walks case to school. So, you know, obviously uh, they're working together and the idea is to get them out. We don't, you know, I don't know if they've thought far enough ahead to what they were going to do. Maybe Max figured Logan would help us get them, you know, to some other part of the country. But we see Dr. Renfro again, and I love this. He, she confronts uh, Leideker about the news that one of the X-5s is in play and he says, oh, yeah, I was going to tell you about it at the meeting and mentions that the boy exhibits accelerated motor skills, heightened spatial recognition and advanced logical thinking and lets us know that they've never had these kinds of results before with offspring of X5s and human DNA. And, and I was thinking, I thought we knew that is it that the boys were sterile? Uh I think so, yes. See that, but uh oh. because there
1: was like the other girl got pregnant too, right? Right. Who I can't remember who they sent to
0: uh Mexico. Right. So But anyway, so we're back at Case's school again. Leideker's giving him a few intelligence tests, which he nails and then starts asking Case if he'd like to come to a place where he can climb monkey bars all day, which I love the transition between these, you know, higher order thinking tests and climbing monkey bars. But he is a five-year-old kid after all.
1: Well, he's, yeah,
0: he's he's just trying to make a sales pitch, you know, he's he's trying to get his client on board. Well, right. And, And as he's describing it, like playing in the woods all day, I mean, we know it's, coming to join manticore as one of the youth soldiers so right um, all right well max and tinga work out a plan they're going to grab her husband and son and we learn that tinga told her future husband the truth the night they met but then when she saw the look on his face she said she was just kidding it and that, J.K. yeah and, and that kind of comes up several times in this episode about knowing what you're getting into. In fact, it comes up with Max and Logan at the end of the episode about relationships and really not knowing what you're getting yourself into, which I guess is supposed to make us think that that's, what's holding each of them back from taking the next step in their relationship.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, this is, I mean, you're, you're a a vowed shipper. So you were all over this episode because there's just, this is all about the relationships, right? Yeah. Um, And, Especially whenever Zach's on, it's always the kind of the, the same thing where he's like, "No, you can't have personal relationships, and this is how you get hurt and everything like that." So, uh, and, and that's you know, kind of like you know, the uh, definitely the overriding theme of this you know entire episode is this you know how you, you have to take a chance and is it better to be a rock, an island, and on your own and safe and secure, but without friends or family or love or is it better to you know have relationships and experience the joy of love but also the possibility of rejection and hurt you know that, that's like kind of the core question there right
0: well yeah and she asks max if she's told anyone the truth about her and max says well only because they figured it out and you know, oh, a boyfriend? Well, not exactly, but he's okay with the truth. But, but you know, and, and I'll post it in our Facebook group because I did post it in—I don't remember wh- whether it was the Agents of Shield uh, podcast group. It's that clip from Arrow where Oliver Queen is telling Barry the Flash that, you know, guys like us, we don't get the girl, right? You know, yeah. and, and that's kind of what Zach is trying to get across to them—that that. that People like us don't get, as you just said, don't get the relationships,
1: right? Because Zach wants, you know, he's the only wants to be safe, and the only way you can be safe is to cut off everybody. Yeah, yeah. There's
0: just no other way,
1: right? Uh, so, so there's no connections. Like you don't personally get hurt, and uh, you also don't physically get hurt because you don't have any connections. You don't have any people who can like. Basically, Charlie unwillingly dropped the dime
0: on Tinga, right? Yeah, and, and you know this episode, I think, did a a great job of you know introducing little tidbits to the story. In in you know, Leideker finds out that the husband's planning on leaving Seattle with Case, so he steps up his little snatch and grab, and we find that it's Bryn leading the assault, and, and of course Max thinks so she's one of them now, and the scene. At Tinga's apartment, I, I guess it's an apartment, was I, I I thought pretty awesome, right? They go there, the husband looks quite bewildered, she punches through the wall <laughs> yeah. to grab a hidden automatic weapon, you know, cocks it. I'll explain later. Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, a little bit, right? Right.
1: Hey, honey, how are you? Oh, you had a you know, gun hidden the wall that you're punching through. That's that's different.
0: Yeah, and you know, the contrast between her and Max, who doesn't use guns and has made a point of, of saying that well clearly tinka has no issues killing people absolutely not um, nor does zach no that no and the escape seems to be going okay uh you mentioned zach suddenly a window bursts open and there's zach takes out some of the manticore guys love the window burst yep. scene oh i love the line though is this invite only or can anyone crash yeah and, that was a good one. right and they just uh, keep shooting up well they get away but the scene where Max is left to go one on one with Bryn, uh, it was pretty telling. You know, Max accuses her of being brainwashed. No, they made me better. Bryn tells her, and they reminded me of who I am. You know, that one point clearly, Bryn has the upper hand, and I almost thought—although I guess I should have known since it's Max and the main character—but I almost thought she was going to like snap one of her limbs, like we saw. You know, in the episode, I guess it was well, last week. She
1: did do, well, it was two weeks ago with the the, the knee crunch. Right, right, oh, right. And I thought she did, but Max kind of got better. Yeah, <laughs> it right sure sounded
0: like it. So, yeah,
1: um, yeah, that was brutal. But yeah, she definitely uh, had the upper hand in that fight. No question about it. Um, and, I, you know, Kramer, from, I think that might have been the
0: first time that that's happened. Yeah, and, and that look on Max's face, who's down on the ground, almost as if, you're going to kill me. Yeah. And suddenly Bryn says, you're not the mission. Go. You saved my life once. Now we're even next time I see you, little sister. I'm bringing you home, which I love. Not I'm going to kill you. Not I'm bringing you home. Yeah. And yep. and very telling in, in that she sees Manticore as home, which I guess is alternately sad and not happy. But but to a certain extent. You know, satisfying that if but if she-
1: why would she, why would she not see this home though, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is the place that they were raised. They've that's the only. I mean, ex- except for the ones that escaped, that's all they've ever known.
0: Right, and we've talked about you know people that spend a lot of their life in prison. They get out, and they just don't feel comfortable. Prisons where they do feel comfortable, so they do something petty to get thrown back in. You know, I mean, not that Bryn did did something right. like that,
1: but she yeah, she went and got
0: a you know. A fatal disease, <laughs> right? But she's certainly not doing anything actively to escape because clearly she could. I mean, she's right. she's out in the field, and and she's right. reunited with her sisters and her brother, so she could, but she chooses not to. So, right? Well, they've all rendezvoused at Logan's, and and Zach. Anytime Zach and Logan are are in the same room, uh, I, I keep expecting one of them to punch the other. And Zach almost... I expect them both like pull down their pants and say, all
1: right, let's see. Is it growing any of the last
0: couple of weeks? Well, I was a little... I don't know. I, I was a little upset that he grabbed Tinga's husband by the throat. I mean, come on. What do you think? Well,
1: Charlie represents everything that Zach hates. I
0: understand that. Everything but-
1: that he finds anathema, which is these... these and, and I'm not saying he's a weakling, but with, from Zach's point of view, these weak lesser beings that latch on to us and, and drag us down. Right. You know, and my sisters are at risk because this low life, um, got her pregnant and, and is now, you know, bringing her down with all this relationship and love stuff.
0: True, true. And and he just can't see it. And, obviously that, and And again, we see Max with tears in her eyes. And actually, we see uh, Tinga as, as well. But the question that I have, and, and I'm pretty sure I didn't miss it, although it's possible. But do Tinga and or her husband have any idea about Case's abilities? Because her, her husband just figures somebody helped him with the puzzle.
1: Right. So that clearly he doesn't no and, and Tinga hasn't been around for a while right right um so but you know she was around for some of the kids life but th- but there's nothing in this episode to indicate that that they have any idea right so
0: i'm going to go with the with the line of thinking that neither of them knows that he's you know as gifted as he is
1: right and you know from what Leidecker, i don't know well I, they probably wouldn't they obviously wouldn't know this but Leidecker said anyway uh, before to Nana Visitor, that he's like that the the offspring between humans and X Fives has been uh, mediocre. I think he said like, appallingly. He had some kind of good adjective he used for it or adverb, um, but they've been mediocre. They haven't been exceptional. And now here is this kid who is exceptional, and so now that makes not him, but Tinga uh, something that that like like the goal right because you know she's she has produced an exceptional child
0: yeah absolutely you know and now we've got a scene that i really like and of course there were a lot of scenes in this episode i really liked but uh logan and tinga's husband are sitting at the kitchen table and they're going to have a drink and he brings up the whole idea of the kale family approach to drinking uh, let's see, it's a day that ends in a Y, time for a drink.
1: Right, but in this case, this is his last bottle of pre pulse Scotch. Yeah. So, I mean, just to even were he to sell that, especially for... And th- that's kind of the great thing about Logan, right? Is that, you know, he's going to be encountering some financial hard times here. And, you know, he should be thinking, wow, I could probably you know, sell what's left of this bottle of scotch for a pretty penny, but instead he shares it with a a stranger.
0: Yeah. Right. And you wonder if we're going to see it get to the point where Max has to steal money from bad people to help finance their, not their lifestyle, but but I guess, but (laughs) their lifestyle in what they're doing, which is trying to bring down, you know,
1: right. Well, I think the, you know, the, the next goal is going to be to get the exoskeleton up and going, right? I think right. I think they're gonna finance that as as you said, by Max having to go in and do some thievery.
0: Right. But, you know, this scene at the kitchen table with them drinking, you know, it's a lot more than just the drinking. It's about the relationship and Logan's trying to console this guy who's really had his whole world turned completely upside down. You know, it's one thing that his wife disappears and he doesn't know. Well, did she leave me for another man? OK, fine. Now she's back. I know that's not the case. This might even be worse. She's a genetically engineered killing machine. So. Uh, He's trying to get across to this guy that you've got to give this a chance. I mean, she's the same girl you fell in love with. And just because a lunatic wants to throw her back in a cage is not a reason for you to give up on it.
1: Right. And he was also kind of like, listen, you didn't choose this, but you're in it, right? Exactly. And so, you know, you can sit here and cry and whine or you can, like he said, you have to deal with it. Right. Right. Instead right. of sitting here and, and running away, which at this point is not an option. You know, you have to deal with what's in front of you and stand up for your kids, stand up for your wife.
0: Yeah. Well, how long have you and Max been together? Oh well well, well yeah. You know. it's, it's, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. And and he's kind of forced to deal with the reality that it isn't like that. So
1: Well, but is it not though, is the question, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, we'll find because out. Because the,
1: so. the the physical aspect isn't there, but that emotional aspect is totally there, right? Right.
0: Now, everything seems to be going well, but Tinga finds the case is running a fever. Max notices that a barcode just seems to be appearing on the back of his neck before our eyes, and she immediately figures it's a message from Leideker, but then she notices that it's 14 digits, manticore codes are 12 logan quickly figures out it's a phone number probably Leideker's uh private line and okay i get that it's 42 minutes of tv and you know they've got to speed up the <laughs> right. process uh but you know <laughs> they got together somehow dave right but having said that I-, I thought that was a pretty cool uh plot twist well yeah uh, the
1: barcode just kind of appearing too that was that was kind of wild
0: right and uh now we're we're taking back to revolution and the nanites Apparently these nanites can stimulate metabolic activity, enhance neuromuscular function, and Leideker has set it up so that it would do the opposite instead of, you know, improving him and helping him, it's going to hurt him, and he's got, I don't know, what do they say, six hours, six hours or
1: something? Yeah. Well, well yeah. I was wondering about, because he said it's a 14-digit number. I'm like, fourteen digits? So I guess they have to dial the one and the country code as well as the area code and everything. I'm like, what how come we can't just dial the area code? Why does he have to dial the country code, too? Like, that's that's crazy. It's, I, yeah,
0: I mean, maybe that's why Max doesn't have her pager anymore because the numbers are now 14. Right, it's and, just got, yeah. got to be too much. <laughs> right, but obviously what Leidecker wants is Tinka to turn herself in. If she does, he'll give Case the uh, remedy, and Leidecker realizes that there's something about – tinga's dna that allows her to pass on traits to her offspring so he's more concerned about having tinga than he is case now i mean not that he doesn't want case but he doesn't but really yeah for, he does for him I mean,
1: case is completely irrelevant because right. if if they get tinga they can make thousands of case, well i don't know about thousands but they can make more cases if they got tinga tinga um so case is, is a complete liability he has no problem well, injecting this kid with a you know deadly disease and yeah, if the kid true. dies there's no sweat off his back he doesn't need the kid right
0: right well i think he even does say either hundreds of them or thousands of them but thousands. but yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely case would be a liability because she would probably be worried about him right um, all right well max is really touched by tinga and her husband's pain at what's happening to their son but you know then we've got zach coming in chastising max that you know oh, she made herself vulnerable and you know as a viewer you can't help but realize that nothing's changed with zach and yeah, you know he's what a
1: complete it, douche man like i mean right. grant he does come through in a pinch like, i can't com- i can't completely put zach down yeah, but, but if
0: I never if I never see him again, I'll be okay.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, dude, this lady is making the hardest choice of her life. Just make the choice to give herself up for her kid. And you're like, well, I told you this would happen. Yeah, it's your own fault. Suck it up. You know, it's
0: like, yeah. really, dude? So they make the exchange. And Leideker, you know, I want to say surprisingly keeps up his end of the bargain. Because certainly that was a very real possibility that he wouldn't. But he does. But there's a third party at play. And even Leideker's confused, which I definitely loved. You know, Zach does help out again. So Max gets Case. Yeah, Which
1: was wild, man. He just like repelled from up top or something. That was that was crazy. Right. And
0: and Leideker uh through Bryn has Tinga. And, you know, after everything has not after he gives the sonic screwdriver to well, right. Max, though, right? Exactly. Well, everything's over. There's a Humvee carrying Bryn and Tinga, and, and Bryn realizes that the soldiers with her were acting on Renfro's orders. She snaps one of them's neck, knocks out the other one, and then Tinga says, "I know you weren't on their side." Tinga turns around, "Shut up!" Knocks her punches out. her right. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. That so was now crazy. we're right. Now we're left to wonder. Okay, well, who's the hell's side is Bryn on anyway? And, you know, we find out that it obviously was Renfro, even though we're at first led to believe that Renfro screwed up, that she tried to have it all and ended up getting nothing, which is, of course, what Leidecker thinks and which is, of course, what she wants Lidecker to think.
1: Exactly. And we know the before. First of all, like we don't know she's her name is Renfro yet. Right.
0: Um, I thought we got introduced to I her. I don't think in one we the, have. Okay.
1: I don't think it, because if you look, at, even on IMDb, it has some, her list that's it's like Madam X slash Elizabeth Renfro. Um, so I think she's still like this nameless entity. Um, and actually going back and looking at uh, The Kids I ate, which is the previous episode that Tinga was in. Right. Um, that's where Lidecker is meeting with that shadowy guy who's smoking. And he's right. like. You know, she says if you can't get it done, then she'll find someone who can, this she, and we didn't know who it is. Well now we know who that she is, right? All right. That's someone who actually is more powerful than Leideker. So that's why she can call him Deck and not get killed. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, true. But uh but yeah, you know, I mean just her character is just whew, she's out there, man. Like she's just she she's working all the angles.
0: Well, talking about working all the angles, we'll get to the the closing scene in, in a couple minutes. But uh, I don't think Zach realizes Leideker doesn't have Tinga. He assumes she does when it when it's actually Madame X. We assume that Bryn set up Tinga's escape, but but again, we're we're not exactly sure. Uh, but then we see Bryn meet the blonde on the docks, realize Leideker's been played. Madame X does in fact have Tinga. And they're going to keep Leideker in the dark. So she and Bryn have something going on. And Tinga's told that, uh, I'm sorry, Bryn asks when Tinga's going to be returned to Manticore and told operational secrecy is in effect. Basically, I'm not telling you. So, But she does want her sister back. So I guess there is hope that. Uh, maybe the sisters will be reunited somewhere down the road i mean obviously tinga is on max's side and and i think there's still that flicker of a desire for freedom from bryn so you know we'll certainly see
1: i i don't know if there's a desire for freedom from bryn but at least bryn has some glimmer of humanity in her right
0: yeah i think that's a great way to say not
1: not just a cold-blooded killer um, but yeah, just to see someone get so, s- one over on Lydicker like that, man, that was like
0: what? Well, speaking of setting things up, Logan arranges passage to the East Coast for Case and his father, and apparently he's got you know documents that will allow him to get work out there. And we don't really know what it's like out on the East Coast if it's as dire a situation as we're seeing here in Seattle. Well, but the but, guy
1: who plays um, Charlie. He was born in, in uh Newfoundland, I think, or Yeah, and You mean the the actor, so you know, maybe he was just like, Oh, can we get back to the East Eastern Canada? Yeah. You know? <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> All right. Well, then he goes through, you know, this how uh he wouldn't trade a minute of his time with Tinga, you know, even though he you know, he, if you'd asked me. When it first happened, you know, I'd have left her or whatever, but not now,
1: right? Which, which is then the the, the whole thing about the relationships, right? Like this is the anti Zach point of view, exactly. Is that no matter what happened, even with all the bad things that happened, the, those moments that we had are still totally worth it,
0: right? And then I, I I love Max's approach, and I I guess they all probably feel like this, at least the ones we've we've encountered. Just take care of my nephew. And then Case, of course, knows that mommy has to go back to the castle to fight the evil king. It's almost as if he knows that instinctively.
1: Or mommy has to go back to the castle to get put into some cryogenic chamber and have all kinds of tubes hooked up to her.
0: Right. Now, we get the Space Needle voiceover, but we don't get it dead last. Right. And so I really like it. I'm going to go ahead and read it. You know, we, we hear, Max, once upon a time, there was a princess who lived in a castle in a faraway land. One day, she and her brothers and sisters escaped the evil king who held them captive there and tried to make their way in the world. It was hard because the king never stopped looking for them. But the princess was lucky. She fell in love and had a family, and she was very happy. One day, the evil king and his men found her and took her away. So there was no happily ever after, only the happily ever now that had been hers for a little while, which obviously mirrors, uh, Tinga's story. And well, it also mirrors, mirrors what, uh, Charlie said, right. And that, you know,
1: those moments, those moments of love, of closeness, the, the, those, those times that you have, they, they're, they're totally worth it over all the bad things that might happen because of a relationship, you know? Yep. Exactly. And I like that. I think that's it's a little sentimental, but it's a beautiful thought, you know?
0: Well, yeah. And, and coming from Max, I think it's even more poignant.
1: Yeah. That's so, what, because Max gets that, right? I mean, she's gotten it for a long time. That's yeah. why she didn't run away with Zach. That's why she's sticking around with Logan because those moments with Logan are more than worth it, even though it's both their lives are at risk because of it.
0: Right. And then the final scene has to be one of the creepiest scenes. In the series, to this point, we see Madame X. She's in this remote lab. Tinga is submerged in a tank with some sort of yellow liquid, all sorts of hoses and cables attached to her body. And then we hear Max in the voiceover, and no matter what they did to the princess, nothing could ever take that away from her, that that moment of happiness. But what the hell are they doing to her? And, you know, the camera zooms out at the end and there's this like huge device, you know, up up in the air yeah. and Tinga's chambers at the bottom. So I have no idea what they're doing to her. But it made me think and I, I couldn't remember what sci-fi show have we seen where they had characters in tanks like this well, continuum, right? OK, that's what I thought. Right. OK, I, I couldn't remember. But they weren't they were um, in tanks. They were in, oh, wait, no, in they glass. No, no,
1: no. They were.
0: See, that's what I can't remember. They were in like plexiglass little prison cells, all in the same room. But then somewhere, we've seen. Well, we will we'll have to do. No, some oh, research yeah, because on that. because
1: the the people that 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 died are continuing, right. right?
0: Oh, right, they, right. They were taking right. the
1: bodies and they were putting them in like uh, Jaworski. Was that it?
0: That that's absolutely who it was. Yeah.
1: Okay. See between yeah. us. All right, we can we got enough left in the brain to come up with this kind of stuff, dude. We
0: we, we can remember it too. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, again, I I just think the series is just really moving in a in a tremendous direction. Ah, no. Only two episodes left, though. I know.
1: Well, we got a whole in season one, season, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. But uh, but yeah, I mean they well, as I, th- I think we we see this in, in a lot of shows that they they step it up in the last. You know, as they reach the season finale, the drama and the pace kind of kicks it up a notch. And, um, yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing that. And, and that that last—I I I, I think that Renfro—I I assume that they're using her for some kind of genetic thing, right? I mean, her I interest would think. in Tinga would be the same as Lidecker's. I will—full disclosure here, I'm not going to say anything, but I did— in just trying to f- remember who Tinga was, I was looking at certain things and I might have, well, I, I definitely, sp- some stuff has got spoiled.
0: No, 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 I'm not nah, telling, nah, I'm not nah, saying,
1: nah. I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I'm so mad at myself because I, I, I usually am so careful about, and so scrupulous about staying spoiler free. And I just walked smack dab into a spoiler, just smacked me right in the face. So, but I'm not, I'm not going to ruin it for you, Dave.
0: Full disclosure, I already ruined it for myself. Oh, okay. So I think we walked into the same wall. Yeah, yeah. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Anything else you want to bring up about this one?
1: Um, no, except for to say that even though you are the, the shipper in this podcast, I, I, I like that theme that they keep coming back to and that even though it's you might get hurt, even though it's risky, um, it's it's worth it to take a chance on love,
0: right? And I th- and I think what what really appeals to me in this show it, it's atypical uh, of most shipping angles because the X fives. I mean, it's not something they ever received. I mean, from birth on, they were never really nurtured by a loving mother or loving father. So it's something they've had to kind of learn on the fly while they're being chased. So yeah, I, I yeah. guess that's why I really like you, you just really want them to have that.
1: right? Well, but you think they, they did nurture or form relationships when they were kids, right. With, with each other. Right. Um, and so that's, it kills me that Zach is so like against, you know, teaming up with other people or, or forming bonds with other people because what, got them through manticore except that bond that they had with each other that's so strong that even though brin's on the other side she still you know won't kill her sister right just saying
0: yep well listen thanks for joining us tonight we'd love to hear from you about dark angel or anything else you think wayne and i should be watching we'd like to encourage you to join the facebook group and if you're already a member spread the word emails to sci tv rewatch at gmail.com voicemails via Speakpipe, which you can access through the sci-fi tv rewatch website and we will be back next week to discuss dark angel season one penultimate episode number 21 titled meow part one but until then you
1: know i just want to tell everyone out there who's listening to us that there's actually been 104 episodes is a lot podcasting it's a commitment it takes up time and there's you know there's a lot of times that i thought maybe just tell dave i don't want to do it anymore just tell it's over. But you know what? Every time I tried, I just remember that look on his face and I couldn't do it.